My name is Yemi, and I'm here with my gorgeous co-host, Philia. Hey, guys. And welcome to Treading Treading Faith. Faith. Treading Faith is a weekly podcast dedicated to taking a deep dive into open, honest, fun, and sometimes difficult conversations surrounding everyday life, our relationships, and our faith walk with Christ. So, Philia, what are we diving into today? Well, Yemi, we are diving into the wisdom of the grind of laziness. We are using our book, Living the Proverbs by Charles Swindon. In this book, we discuss beyond the grinds of the hassles of everyday life, how to live your life using the book of Proverbs. Now today, the grind of laziness will entail Proverbs 12, 13, 15, 18, 19, 22, and 25. Mm. Now I'll only be using very small excerpts from these particular Proverbs. And I begin. This is from Proverbs 12, 24. The hand of the diligent will rule, but the slack hand will be put to forced labor. 12, 27. A lazy man does not roast his prey, but the precious possession of a man is diligence. 13, 4. The soul of the sluggard craves and gets nothing but the soul of the diligent is made fat. 15.19 is, the way of the lazy is as a hedge of thorns, but the path of the upright is a highway. 18.9, he also who is slack in his work is brother to him who destroys. 19.15, laziness cast into deep sleep and an idle man will suffer hunger. 22.13, the sluggard says, There is a lion outside. I will be killed in the streets. And the last one, Proverbs 26, 13 to 16 says, the sluggard says, there's a lion in the road. A lion is in the open square. As the door turns on its hinges, so does the sluggard on his bed. The sluggard buries his head in the dish. He is wary of bringing it to the mouth again. The sluggard is wiser in his own eyes than seven men who can give a discreet answer. Amen. Amen. (laughs) Wow. Well, first of all, there are several Proverbs that really try to identify this grind of laziness. (laughs) Now we know that Solomon could not stand laziness. He felt that first of all, laziness is an ultimate sin because with laziness, everything is left. Like you will be the last one to get any of God's favors. You will be the last one to get the things that are owed to you. When you grind, when you have tenacity or when you're tenacious and have, have grit, like we call it, you know, um, integrity, you get the things, you reap what you sow. Yeah. Just like a, a gardener or someone who's harvesting their crops. It's the same thing. You, you plant your seeds, you have to nourish them with sunlight, with food, with water, and then you reap the benefits of it. And that's pretty much what someone who's hardworking is. So now someone who's lazy, who's not out there in the hot sun, baking in the hot sun at home, relaxing, being a couch potato, or just lousing about, expecting things to come to them, then they're the ones that feel like the victims and they feel like God has forgotten them. But 
at the end of the day, when you're lazy, you don't get anything. And you're the last one to get the things that you feel that are rightfully yours because you did not work for it. So in these um, Proverbs, what I'm noticing is that they all have something similar. I remember the previous um, lessons, they talked about the sluggard. So we know the sluggard is a very extreme, slow animal. And they're comparing the sluggard to the lion because a lion is ferocious. A lion will sleep 23 hours a day, but that hour of the day and, and that hour of the day that he's making sure that he's out there hunting to make sure that he's taking care of his pride, he's taking care of um, uh, or attacking his prey, he's diligent in the way that he goes about doing it. He's careful, he's meticulous, and he goes out and gets what he wants. And that's why when they say the king of the jungle, not because a lion cannot necessarily defeat an elephant, right? But in the way the lion is meticulous in going out and getting the things that he wants, that is what this comparison is. It's going out, being prepared, thinking about the things that you want and going out and get them. This is what I get from these Proverbs. Yeah, I agree. I like the reference to the lion. I thought I thought it was very funny when when the sluggard saw the lion and, <laughs> and actually it said that he was going to be killed because right. made no plan of action, <laughs> just gave up. And I think we've all been there where we kind of slugger a little bit where right. we there are things in our lives or areas in our life where we're not go getters, but God favors the work, the work of the diligence. Like it says, Proverbs 13, 4, the soul of the slugger craves, um, craves and gets nothing, but the soul of the diligent is made fat. Now that just can mean uh, not like just getting big in your body, but just having an abundance. Like Philia said, you reap what you sow. So if you sow nothing, you reap nothing. Mm -hmm. If you sow plentiful and do the work, like give it water, plants, sunlight, food, take care, you're going to reap abundantly right. and you're going to be made fat. Your your wallets are fat. Your, your home is fat, right? People want to come and celebrate with you. You have an abundance to give. But if you're sluggard, you're just going to want and get nothing. And I feel like sometimes I've been, been like that in my life where I'm a bit lazy on things. And I think it's probably more about, I don't know what the outcome is going to be. That's why he says the, the sluggard is scared of the line. It doesn't make any plans. Just scared of what's outside in the world and gets nothing, right? You're either going to die or get nothing. And that's not the way Solomon wants us to be. That's why he's giving. That's why this laziness is the sluggard is covered across so many different yes, proverbs. Books. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, yeah, me. And you're right. I love that comparison. Like, you know, like we mentioned, because like even the first one where it's Proverbs 12, 24, it says the hand of the diligent will rule. We're talking about ruling. We're talking about being leaders. We're talking about reaping what you sow, but the slack hand will be put to forced labor because when your hand is slack, then you don't really know what that means to, to toil with the soil in the sense, right? To get, you know, where the going gets tough, the tough gets going. You don't know what that means. Yeah. So you're kind of forced to do it. And when you're forced to do it and have no knowledge of what that is, it's even harder work. I think of myself, you know, as a teacher, when I used to teach seniors, those who felt that they could get by once they got into college, it was like so rough for them because they never really put that energy into yeah. what they needed to do to have their foundations um, st or stability a strong foundation in their writing and their work ethics and handing in papers. And they got to college and they were ripped to shreds with their papers, having read all over, or uh, a professor might say something to them that would make like literally scar them because 
they were babied or just got by barely doing nothing. And that's just like a small example of what this is about. But the grind is extremely important because the grind of actually doing work, the grind of actually uh, going out there and, and, and harvesting your crops so that you can reap what you sow is really, really important because laziness is not going to get you in that kingdom. Oh no. I mean, <laughs> you will be held in a for an account of what you did on this earth. God wants to know what you did. I mean, you can, you can tell him, but he already knows in the end of the, our days, we would be held accountable for what we did and what we did not do. And I like that you said, like you made that example of those who go into college and are having a hard time because they didn't have to do this kind of work before. And the author tells us that there's different ways that we can recognize laziness. Mm -hmm. And I know some of these ways are, are definitely ring home true for me, but if any of these stick out in your head, like be mindful of it and like what we can do to overcome. Like one, the sluggard has trouble getting started. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's just, I don't know what to do. I don't know where to do it and kind of gives up before they start. Mm -hmm. Two, the sluggard is restless. He or she <laughs> may have the desires, but has trouble coming, um, trouble to implement them. And I think that's kind of the same way. You like, you lack confidence, you lack skill, you lack desire. I think sometimes when you lack the skill, you lack the confidence and then the desire goes with it because it's like, if I don't know how to do it, forget it. I, I'm not going to do it. But what motivates you to overcome your lack of skills? Because everybody lacks skills in Correct. something. Correct. And we're always going to be confronted with something that challenges us. Right. So what gets us over that? What prevents us from moving past lack of confidence and lack of skills to have the desire and drive. I, I, I like that question. You know what? Because it really puts things into perspective. Like I think of this idea of inertia where, um, where it's mentioned actually in the book, but inertia really is just a tendency to do nothing or to remain unchanged. Right. So when you think of the sluggard not wanting to do anything or not having an action plan, that's really inertia. And that's really something that they call apathy, right? When you struggle with apathy, you're struggling with really just identifying any one particular thing and being motivated to do anything. So I think how we combat that as human beings is find something you actually do enjoy doing and, and then use that as a momentum to get yourself going because it is about, you have a propensity to keep going. It's like the, 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 what is it? The law of motion in a sense, right? Everything in motion tends to stay in motion. Everything at rest tends to stay at rest. So even in science, it tells you when you keep moving, you're going to find yourself doing other things. So when you're rested and not doing anything, right? So of course, we're, we're not talking about the rest that you rest from doing so much. We're talking about the resting and not doing anything at all, not being motivated to do anything. Then there's no motivation. You lack any type of of zeal or, or encouragement to do anything. So that is the best way how to combat that is we lack skills. So do something you actually know how to do and harvest that so that other things can come into play because we're all not perfect. We all don't know a lot of things. Not everybody's a bowl of knowledge, but the things that you do know how to do, perfect that, make it the best, practice it, continue to do it. You don't just stay still and don't do anything about it. 
I like that. I like the the idea of the law of motion because honestly, we talk about attraction. When you're moving and you're doing something, it attracts, right? You may not know how to do something, but at least if you try, Mm -hmm. if you kind of push over that hump and try, it'll eventually come to you. Or maybe you'll actually seek out the help. Like everybody can go to Google. Everybody can like go to YouTube. I talked about this at dinner last night. (laughs) Somebody wanted to know how to do something. They were like, well, go to YouTube. You can figure it out. (laughs) So there's never a lack of information. There's just a lack of drive to access it. Sometimes the task can be so overwhelming. And and the idea of it is so overwhelming that we we stop before we start. And Philia said, if you're in rest, you're in constant rest. So the the idea is to propel yourself forward. Even a little step can get you moving to constantly move. And you can perfect things that you're good at and learn on the way the things that you're not. It doesn't matter how big the, uh, the, the, the size of the task is. If you move, at least you're doing something. And I think for myself personally, visualization helps. I know I struggle with it and it's something that I talk to myself about doing. If I can visualize the end goal, that can give me motivation because now I'm making it more real. Now I'm looking into the future. Sometimes I think about stuff and I put it to the side, but if I'm really focused on visualization, I will be motivated because I was like, I know what it looks like. I know what it looks like when I get there and I just need to take steps. Great point, um, Yemi, because in talking about visualization, you actually mentioned doing a vision board, you know, party. We had one years ago. And what a vision board is, is basically putting out pictures, uh, quotes, you know, things that actually um, are that things that you desire, things that that give you a focal point to start to work towards so that you can also manifest them. So this visualization is kind of part of that. Like if you don't see yourself in a particular place or you don't see yourself as a partner or you don't see yourself, you know, in, in the things that you want, it's very hard to get your body and your mind to actually propel yourself to start going to that direction because visualization is, is where it starts from. You know, you have to actually see it. And once you see it, you start to say it. Once you say it, you become it. Once you become it, you just are it. That's it. But that's a process and we have to trust the process. Some people don't trust the process. They think, oh, it's not going to work. It's taking too long. Or, oh, God forgot me. Or, oh, God is not even paying attention to me. He's paying attention to everybody else but me. You start again feeling like a victim. You have to realize that whether you, first of all, God is always watching and he's always there, but you just have to know that at some point your time will come. Keep at it, keep trucking, keep working the things that you need to do because eventually it is going to reap you the benefits that you are looking for. Never stay still. So, so far we talked about two of the characteristics of the, the, the slugger, mm-hmm. right? Like having trouble getting started, having trouble implementing steps, even though you're restless. Another, uh, the next two are the sluggard takes a costly toll on others Mm -hmm. and the sluggard is usually defensive. And I think these are like really two good examples because one, 
I think sometimes when you're lazy, you think it affects only you, but it affects other people around you. Like everybody's a team, right? Like they said, there's no I in team, team, right? (laughs) So like when one person fails, like the other person fails. Mm -hmm. And it's part of like what Solomon is thinking. Like, listen, we're a community. Remember that Solomon asked for wisdom above everything else. So he knew how to build his community, how to get everyone working so that he became the wealthiest ever. The best that ever did it with money, right? Like he grew. He didn't ask for wealth. He asked for wisdom. And because he asked for wisdom, he he gained wealth. wealth. And so he knew how to have everybody working. Mm -hmm. And it takes a toll on you. Like it takes a toll on you if you have to carry somebody else. It takes a toll on, it takes a toll on your team if like something doesn't get done and then now it's not done, right? Mm -hmm. Like it, it, It's a characteristic that doesn't only affect you. So I think Solomon is trying to say, listen, it's one thing for you to be stuck, (laughs) but it's another thing for you to put someone stuck or make someone go backward. So I think that's like a characteristic that, you know, like, I think that's something I'm fearful of as um, like, I know I suffer from laziness in certain aspects, but I think that's something that I'm, I'm very conscious of. You know, it's funny that you said that you're very conscious of it, um, Yemi, because like even like, for instance, like when I'm home and I don't get certain things put away, that clutter clutters my mind. It's like I can't function. So what happens when people fall into laziness is you're already overworked. You are constantly thinking like when you say that you're staying up because you're constantly thinking of the things that you're supposed to do, the things that you need to do that you don't even focus, that you don't even get done the things that really need to get done. So it starts to get put off and then they become now uh, every grain of sand becomes now a, a mighty mountain in a sense. And then it becomes difficult to chip away at that mountain because you've allowed it to go by. So sometimes Laziness can be misconstrued for procrastination or laziness can be misconstrued for, you know, putting things off because it's pretty much the same thing. Right. But I think the difference in that is when you're overworked and you're not getting things done, you also need to prioritize. So I think that it's something that we need to make sure that we, we, we're clear on that because it doesn't mean because you didn't get to clean your room or doesn't, you didn't get to get something done means that you're lazy, you know? So when I was reading this, it started to make me try to think about what really Solomon is saying, but I think it's, it's really about getting moving, actually not just sitting there, but think about things and actually put them into action. So you start to manifest those particular actions as opposed to um, not doing that. Um, the next one, like the sluggard is usually defensive. And I think <laughs> this one is all me. Yes. <laughs> I think like when people start to question me about right. like, why haven't you done this? I start getting defensive and it's kind of like, so the proverb says the sluggard is wiser <laughs> in his own eyes than seven men who can give a discreet right. answer. And it's kind of like the reaction that you get when someone calls into question your laziness, because now you don't, nobody wants to be called out of being lazy, right? Like you're going to have so many excuses. You're going to have so many reasons why, but when you know you're lazy, you don't really have an answer except that you're lazy and you don't want to say it. Mm -hmm. So you get really defensive about it and you start 
saying all anything. You will say right. anything because now you know. And and we talk about like the shoulda, coulda, woulda people, right? Like <laughs> they'll say like the people on the street are more talented than the singers. Right. But what separates them is the dedication and the work and the hard right. work, right? Like everybody's a potential millionaire. Everybody's an artist. Mm-hmm. Everyone's creative. Everyone had a dream. Sometimes you think about like an idea and then you see someone do it. What's the difference between you and that person? Mm-hmm. They actually had a plan and, and acted actually acted and now you're like they took my idea. they took my idea. <laughs> so you're living in regret right. and you become defensive and angry and so this is a definite character of, of a slugger uh, uh sorry of laziness. laziness and i know it's something that <laughs> it's something that i uh trip up on right, right right and then just quickly like the last two um the slugger is a quitter and that's number five. And number six, the slugger lives by excuses, which we just kind of touched on. <laughs> I mean, it says, uh, Proverbs 20, 12, 27, the slug, mm-hmm. the, the lazy man does not roast his prey, but the precious possession of a man is diligent. diligent. Like imagine you catching something and not even doing the work to eat it. You're like, Oh, there goes my day. Like you're too, right. like you're too lazy to follow through. Right. <laughs> right. And. I know I struggle with follow through sometimes um, in certain activities and tasks. And it's like the lack of motivation, the lack of skill, the lack of confidence, all of those things like take over before that I can, before I propel myself into motion. And so you kind of quit before you get started. And remember, Philia said, rest stays in rest. (laughs) Once a quitter, always a quitter. And I want to propel myself beyond that. Right. Absolutely. I think propelling yourself beyond that is, is key because once you keep, once you start to churn, like keep the, 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 the machine churning, it will always constantly start to flow. And then you start recognizing that you're more talented than you really are. Or you start recognizing that there are more things that you're able to do, or you attract others around you. You start attracting good things around you because you're also feeling good. You know, you're not, you know, uh, 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 just laying there feeling like a burden or feeling like a victim. And I think all of that is all part of what they, they say, these feel good hormones, you know, it's like you're bringing them on because you're actually doing something about them. And I think even in Proverbs 13, four, where it says the soul of the sluggard craves and gets nothing, but the soul of the diligent is made fat. You think of fat as profitable, abundance, um, happiness, all of those adjectives go with that word fat, but the sluggard who craves nothing it's empty inside. There's nothing going on but misery, sorrow, victimization. So do more so you get more. That's pretty much what I get from that. I think that's right. Do more to get more. And finally, like the sluggard who lives by excuses. Mm-hmm. Your excuse should be do more to get more. <laughs> <laughs> that's the excuse. And, 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 right. Like, and then you can move out of it because, mm-hmm. I mean, someone who's lazy will tell you a million different reasons why they couldn't do it. Like we said, the shoulda, coulda, wouldas. There's always a reason why not to motivate yourself. There's always a reason why not to get started. There's always a reason why that someone else is doing it better. But what are you going to be left with? Right. You're going to be left with nothing. Mm-hmm. In the hyperbole of like he gets killed in the street by the lion <laughs> is because he can't come, can't come up with a simple plan. It's not like he's like lion run. 
He's just like, I will be killed. That's right. it. It's <laughs> final. So he already comes up with the excuse mm-hmm. not to work hard. Right. And things are hard. Life like is hard. Already, right. Period. We can have an excuse for everything, but I think like even the slugger like rest on someone who does more, right? Mm-hmm. Because imagine that you couldn't come up with this. So you're like, well, I'm just going to let the next person come up with the solution. So right. like there's a lion. What are we going to do? <laughs> <laughs> right. You're looking at the person next to you like, what are we going to do? Right. And the person is already gone. <laughs> already gone. Already gone. <laughs> because right. they knew to run. Correct. But you couldn't come up with it because maybe you just don't know how to self-start. Right. And you're so used to relying on someone else to do things for you or you're able to live in your excuses that you will be killed in the street. Right. Right. That your life will end up in ruin. Your life will end up in death because the shoulda, coulda, wouldas are outside. They're not able to propel themselves to get from being a singer on the corner right. to being successful. And yes, it's hard. Yes, there's a lot of no's, but you need just one yes. I always hear that because I take rejection very hard and it keeps me from propelling myself forward at times. But you always hear the people who are successful said they got a bunch of no's. They just needed one yes. And that one yes moved them. <laughs> stay in motion. Philia told us stay, stay in, in motion. motion, which which brings me to the idea that be like the line or be like a driver who is like a line or be like roadkill, like the sluggard. It's like, because the sluggard, and when he says here that there is a line outside, I will be killed in the streets. There is no, there's no motivation. There's no action plan. You know, it's not like the, what is it? The lion, the turtle and the mouse. What is it? There was like these, tortoise the, and the tortoise and the, and the hare, right? The tortoise is slow, but the tortoise had a plan. He knew that slow, but sure, and slow and steady wins the race. He had a plan, unlike the sluggard who says, I'm just going to die. <laughs> That's or it. the hare who took a nap. <laughs> who just took a nap because I know I'm going to get there. I have time to sleep. So although that these are all like, you know, uh, uh, funny like comparisons, it's in the Bible. You know, laziness is frowned upon. You must get, you must be motivated to start to do things. God will continue to help you pray for discernment, pray for courage to just get up and start something. Holy Spirit will speak with, he will speak to you in some form or fashion because it is made to actually be there. It's made to speak to you. It's made to instill goodness. So if you start and you start that motion, everything will start to stay in motion. Yeah. I think this is a good topic. And I think (laughs) that if any of these six things Mm -hmm. are pressing and weighing on you, it's time to get moving. It's time to start moving forward and constantly moving Mm -hmm. because motion propels motion. If you have trouble getting started, if you have desires and you're restless and you have trouble implementing them, if you lack confidence, if you take a costly toll on others, if you're defensive, if you have excuses, if you're a quitter, you're lazy. All of these. <laughs> you're just lazy. Right. And one, admit it to yourself like I'm lazy, but say that you don't want to be lazy anymore. Say after me, I am lazy. I don't want to be lazy anymore. <laughs> now let's get started. Let's get moving. Yes. I love this. <laughs> Stay tuned for announcements and closing prayer. Thank you for tuning into our podcast today as we discuss the importance of fighting against laziness through the lens of Proverbs. We hope you enjoy the discussion, but before we wrap, we have a few announcements 
then we would like to close in prayer. First, we would like to announce that we will be back next week with another podcast in this season of Unlocking Wisdom through the Book of Proverbs. We will also be hosting our next Wisdom Wednesday live on YouTube tonight, September 20th at 8 p.m. Eastern time on our YouTube channel at Treading Faith. Treading Faith is also our Instagram handle, so follow our IG page to keep current on what's happening with Treading Faith. Our podcast will be is available on Apple, Spotify, Google, and our website, treadingfaith.captivate.fm, and where other podcasts are found. You can subscribe and share with your friends, family, colleagues, and neighbors alike. Lastly, don't forget to add another note to your faith box ajar. The faith box, what I'm calling God, God's good gifts, is a box or jar where we keep our weekly accomplishments, reminders, testimonies, or other good news. At the end of the year, you will review the contents to remind yourself and have insight of God's presence in your life year round. It's okay if you're not consistent weekly and it's not too late to start. Nothing is too big or too small to include. This is something personal just for you. Now, let's join together in prayer. We believe in the power of prayer and specifically praying the text of the Bible because according to Isaiah 55, 11, God's word will not come back void. And because we also believe our prayers are strengthened in numbers, we ask that you come into agreement with us for this prayer. Lord, Father God, we give you glory and honor. We bless your holy name. According to Matthew 18, 20, when two or more are gathered in your name, you are present. We welcome your presence today and continuously in our lives. Father God, we pray for your intervention, for the intervention of the Holy Spirit right now in our lives to to put to rest the lazy bones in our body. Father God, we want you to restore us from being lazy, from being sleep in the graves to being upright, walking in purpose and abundance. We ask for you, Father God, to propel us forward, to help us with our motivations and desires, that it is enough to carry us and to help us stay in motion. Oh, Father God, we know that there are many excuses of the lazy, but Father, we don't want that. We don't want to proclaim laziness in our lives. We want the, to unbind laziness and claim diligence in our lives. Proverbs 10, four to five says a slack hand causes poverty, but the hand of the diligent makes rich. He who gathers in summer is a prudent son, but he who sleeps in harvest is a son who brings shame. Father God, we do not want the shame and consequences of laziness. Father, we want to reap and sow a good harvest. Father, we want to have diligent hands that make us rich, that give us abundance, that give us abundance and wealth in our community, in our home, with our family. Oh, Father God, we want to give to the church, to the people. But Father, a hand that does nothing has nothing to give. So Father, bless the works of our hand so that it may produce. Bless bless our, our thoughts, bless our words so that when it is spoken into the word that it does not come back void, but instead brings back good works, brings back harvest, brings back seeds, seeds for ourselves and seeds for others. Proverbs 19.15 says, slothfulness cast into deep sleep and the idle person will suffer hunger. Father God, we rebuke hunger in our lives. Father, we will not be hunger, hungry. We will not claim that over our lives. Oh, Father, we will be made fat by the works of our hands. We will be made fat by the creativity of our ideas. We will be made fat by, by the work, that the diligent works 
of our daily lives. Father, we commit and surrender ourselves to you. Everything we do, we give it up to you. Oh, Father God, you are the provider of our life. Father, show us your providence in our lives so that everything we touch is yours. Everything that we do, we be- it belongs to you. Father, allow us to put on, put on the Holy Spirit and the cloak of, of the fruit of the spirit of hard work so that everything we do, we dedicate to you. Father, if we are lazy, we would never dedicate that to you. So give us a mindset, ambition, will, and actions that align with your will and your way. Second Thessalonians 3.10 says, for even when we are with you, we would give you this command. If anyone is not willing to work, let him not eat. Father God, for those of us who are in lives of others. And for those people who are in our lives who refuse to do the work, Father, let them not eat. Let them not gain anything. But Father, bless those who are diligent and who continue to work. Even ourselves, oh Father, if we are not willing to work, let us suffer the consequences so that we may be shown and produce perseverance and produce good works so that we can overcome this. Proverbs 18, 19 says, whoever is slack in his work is a is a brother to him who destroys. Father God, we do not want to align ourselves with the destroyer of good things. Father, we want to align ourselves with the father of good things. Father, let us align ourselves with you. Let us not be slack. Oh, Father, if there's any area of slackness in our lives, remove it in the name of Jesus. Father God, if there's any area that lacks motivation in our lives, remove it it in the name of Jesus. Restore to us good works. Restore to us a, a, a diligent heart. Restore to us working hands. Restore to us working minds. Restore to us creativity. Restore to us motivation. Restore to us skills that we may have lost for being idle. Father God, let us align with you and never with the destroyer. First Thessalonians 4, 11 to 12 says, and to aspire to live quietly and to mind your own affairs and to work with your hands as we are, as we instructed you so that you may walk properly before other outsiders and be dependent on no one. Father God, in this world, we know that there are many situations where we may have to lean on others. But Father, if we do the good works, we can only need to lean on you because you will give and you will bring forth. Oh, Father God, bless us in a way un- that is unimaginable. Anything that we do, let it return to us tenfold. Any good thing that we do, let us re- let it return to us tenfold. And forgive us, Father God, for our slothfulness. Forgive us, our, Father God, for being sluggers. Forgive us, Father God, for being lazy. Oh, Father, we do not want to be eaten by the lion for failing to have a plan of action, for failing to do anything, for failing to, to think creatively or move outside the box. Give us witty ideas and creativity, fostering us a spirit of diligence. Luke 19, 17 says, and he says to him, well done, good servants, because you have been faithful and very little, you shall have authority over 10 cities. Father God, Allow us to have a spirit of faithfulness in what you give, in our time, our talents, and treasury, so that we can bring forth new things, so that we can sow a harvest in your kingdom, and so you can bless us with authority over more, expand and increase our capacity, and 
Father God, block anything that is a hurdle or obstacle, anything that is pre- preventing us from being diligent. Proverbs 21, 5 says the plans of the diligent surely lead to abundance. Father God, we claim this over our lives. We claim diligence and we claim abundance in Jesus name. Philippians 1, 6 says, and I'm sure of this, that he who began a good work in you will bring it to completion at the day of Jesus Christ. Oh, Father, we thank you for this. We thank you that you, we know that you have done a start a good work in us. Father God, we pray that you bring it to completion by blessing the works of our hands, helping us along the path, telling us which way to go and having the Holy Spirit motivate and propel us forward. We thank you, Father God, that you never give us give up on us, that you never forsake us, that you never leave us. Even when we are not diligent, even when we fall prey to, to laziness and we're deceiving ourselves and deceiving others. Father God, the deception that we create by laziness, the excuses, the harm we cause others, Father God, that is not your will or way. We rebuke it right now in the name of Jesus because Father God, we know you're doing a good work in us. And Father God, we want to see it to completion. So Father God, help us have that vision. Help us have that focus and help us move forward. Your word says in Matthew 18, 19, if at least two of us agree on earth about anything we ask for, that it'll be done by our father in heaven. So we come into agreement today when we say amen, 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 in Jesus name, amen. Thank you, father. Thank you all for tuning in today. We love you. Have a blessed day. We can't wait to see you next time or on the live. Bye.